Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And in this episode of the Lord & Richards show, we're going to be talking about what it means from a Bible standpoint to pursue wealth humbly or to pursue humble wealth, however you prefer to look at it. And we get that subject from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15, where it says, The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. That's a kind of enigmatic verse because a lot of times we think as Christians that wealth is associated with evil and with excess, and that if you're a really godly person, you probably have very little in the way of possessions. And it's certainly true that many of the godliest saints in history were people that were not blessed with great material wealth. But I do want to remember that based on Proverbs 10.22, the Lord actually does commend the wise accrual of wealth. Listen to this verse, Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. You know, that's a founding principle here at Lord & Richards. Uh, we talk about how important it is, number one, principle number one, fear the Lord. And so the kind of wealth that comes from a godly approach to investing and to business yields a blessing, a, a wealth that uh, provides additional blessings beyond just the money itself. So God commends that wise accrual of wealth. You see him with Abraham bestowing wealth upon him. You see with Solomon bestowing wealth, with Job in our um, Old Testament bestowing wealth. Whether it's by business or by investing, the Lord commends the wise use of your resources to increase your wealth. Uh, the whole book of Proverbs talks about the importance of planning and developing skills that will help you to prosper materially. Consider how Jesus himself commended the wise steward who, when he was confronted by his own personal failure to be a good steward, went out quickly and got to his master's um, debtors and settled their accounts at a discount. Now, at first we might look at that and say, well, he gave them all a little bit of a discount. Is that really in the best interest? Well, by bringing in all these accounts suddenly, as you know, time is money. And he was commended by that master, a parable that our Lord told 
to encourage us to be good stewards of what God's entrusted to us, to, uh, to invest and to build wealth properly. That very same passage encourages us to befriend those who have that kind of skill so that we can both learn from them and benefit in the future if we have personal needs. It's kind of an interesting parable that our Lord tells there. A lot of times, again, we dissociate wealth or possessions or riches from godliness. So here's the challenge. If it's okay to accrue wealth, if it's okay for a believer to build wealth, what are the boundaries? You know, what has the Bible said? Well, if we jump over to the New Testament again, we can find in 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, pardon me, 1 Timothy 6 verse 17, this important charge by the apostle Paul to one of his preachers, Timothy, one of the young preachers that he helped build and develop, an elder. And he says, "As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, so storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. I've got to say, when you really read that whole verse and take it in, did you see and did you hear what it says there? The wise, generous, humble use of wealth can actually be an aid to your spiritual life. Boy, do we turn this around sometimes, right? We're suspicious of the wealthy, and certainly it is true that often in this world, those who are godless will use wealth to uh, persecute believers, right? We're not to try to make friends of the world in that way, to kind of uh, make ourselves dependent upon those who are ungodly. But the truth is, according to Proverbs 10, 15, which we read a moment ago, there is a blessing that will make rich, and it comes from humility, not to be haughty, as the text says, or to put your hope, to put your, uh, to rest your future upon riches, because they are uncertain. They can appear today and be gone tomorrow, and instead to put your hope on God. And then God will make sure that not only do you have everything you need, but notice the passage in 1 Timothy says, everything that you enjoy, right? It doesn't guarantee that you will always get all that you might, your heart might desire, but it does mean that the things that come to you that you enjoy are a good gift from God, as James tells us. And then to take what you've gotten, and instead of saying, my, aren't I blessed, and build that up in accounts, and forget about others, rather be rich in good works, you know, it's a shame sometimes as I, as I meet with folks and I see, you know, really they're just building up wealth for themselves and they don't have a mindset to take and to help others and to use that wealth to help the needs of others who may be struggling or suffering. And then the passage says, be generous, ready to share, looking for opportunities is the idea. And, it's, and Paul is reminding Timothy, if you do that, then you're going to build up treasure for the future right? Not talking about this earth. As the Lord Jesus said, don't lay up treasures for yourself on earth where moth and rust are going to tear that apart and thieves can come in and steal, but rather lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And Paul is reinforcing that by saying, you're going to store up a future foundation that will allow you to take hold of that which is truly life. Life, right? Spiritual life. So wealth Yes, it can be a detriment to your spiritual life, but also it can actually be a help 
by allowing you the privilege of helping others with that wealth. Now, the flip side of our text from Proverbs 10.22 says, or pardon me, from Proverbs 10.15 says, the destruction of the poor is their poverty. And it's not saying here, ah, too bad for you, you're poor. But there is a kind of poverty spoken of throughout Proverbs and the rest of Scripture that is more a reflection of unwise or even unholy choices being brought to ruin through unrighteousness. That kind of poverty brings destruction, and we need to avoid that. God can use wealth in your life, and he can also take it away to teach us powerful lessons. God's, God doesn't promise wealth to the godly. That's not the point, but rather he gives it to some as a test. And here's the test. Will you use it for his glory and the good of others and purchase for yourself spiritual benefits, or will you waste it here on earth and not lay a good godly foundation for eternal life? So as we think about this in the context of what we at Lord and Richards are doing every single day, we're helping people like you to become financially independent. We're helping you to take what God has entrusted to you what God has put into your hands so that you can do amazing things for him by being financial, financially independent. And that really requires a plan, right? Uh, if you're going to sit down and build a tower, Proverbs says elsewhere, you need to have a plan to do that. Don't just wake up one morning and do it. So many people spend more time statistically working on their vacation than on their retirement plans. Well, we can help you with that. That's what we do every single day. We specialize in helping you become financially independent so you can retire without worry. It really just starts with a simple conversation. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards, and I'm honored to lead a team of advisors who are helping people like you to retire every single day and to stay retired. And we do that by helping you build a plan for financial independence. You know, a lot of people that we're talking to every single day are concerned about the events in this world the market volatility, the wars, inflation, on and on, on it goes. And they're worried that these events are going to negatively impact their retirement. And so what we do for you and for all of our clients is we help you build a plan to achieve financial independence so you can retire without worry. That's really what it's all about. And today in this episode, we're talking really about one of the great dangers that face many retirees that you may not be thinking about. And the question is, what if you have to retire early? What if you don't retire when you plan, but you have to retire earlier? You know, you might enjoy work and do it because you love it. As a matter of fact, you might want to do it as long as possible, and you're not alone. In the 2022 Retirement Confidence Survey by the Employee Benefit Research Institute, 70% this is a big number. 70% of workers reported that they plan on their pay paychecks being a source of retirement income. You heard that, right? In retirement, they want to continue working. Maybe it's part-time. Maybe it's full-time. Maybe it's, it's, it's as a consultant. But getting up into the middle and later 60s, a lot of folks are planning on continuing to work, and that has a lot of benefits to it. You know, it'll allow you to continue to retire, uh, contribute to your retirement plans. 
whether traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, 503bs, whatever it is, it's really nice to be able to delay taking money out of those and let them build over time, especially if you're getting my favorite kind of money, which is free money. That's that 100% match that we love to see. My second favorite kind of money is tax-free money, and that involves the use of tax-free tools like Roth IRAs and so forth. So having the freedom and the flexibility to contribute to these plans because you're working. It also allows you, if you continue to retire well into your 60s, to delay Social Security. That's a powerful benefit because you do reach a point once you pass full retirement age where your benefits go up 8% every single year. Right, So if your full retirement age is 67, by the time you get to 70 three years later, wow, that's a 24% return on the delay. So a lot of people are looking at delaying Social Security for just that reason. And then for many others, it allows you to potentially bridge that health care gap. Right? If you're retiring too early before 65 and you're not yet eligible for Medicaid, or pardon me, Medicare, that means you got to pay out of pocket if you were used to getting a benefit from your employer. So we call that kind of the gap years. And it's nice if you're still working right up until at least 65 or beyond so that you can have no gap. You can go right from an employer-sponsored plan into Medicare. However, building a plan around your goal of working later into your retirement year, say late 60s or even to 70, building a plan around that may put you at dire risk. Here's why I say dire. Because the same survey that I quoted earlier from the Employee Benefit Research Institute asked existing retirees, well, how's that going for you, right? How are you doing with not working? And 78% were not working. Work was not part of their retirement income. Wow, that's huge. So 70% of people currently working plan to work into their retirement years. 78% are not working. So there's a big disconnect between expectation and reality. And this is where you place yourself at risk if your plan is designed exclusively around retiring later in life. If you uh, think about it, there are additional reasons why you may want to build a plan that allows you, if necessary, to retire earlier. Now, 47% of the people in this survey admitted to retiring earlier than expected. So a certain portion just decided to retire early and felt that they could do it. But 47%, half of them, retired unexpectedly mostly due to circumstances completely out of their control. Listen to this, 32%, a third of them retired earlier due to their own illness because they just weren't able to work. A third retired earlier due to the company they worked for, downsizing or reorganizing completely out of their hands, and maybe they weren't able to get another job. 13% retired earlier to care for a spouse or family member. That's a big number. Because you realize there is a 70% likelihood that in retirement, if you're a married couple, one of you is going to need extended chronic illness care. And a lot of the times that falls to a caregiver who can be a spouse or an adult child. And then another 7% retired earlier because their skills no longer match their jobs. They just didn't feel like they had what it took to, to be competitive in the workplace at the time. 
So a retirement plan, a plan that relies on your paycheck, may expose you to huge risks. And you know what? Most of the people that I'm talking to don't even have a clear plan for retirement. And therefore, they're guessing. They're hoping that it works out. There's some mistakes that people make when they guess their way through retirement. And let me just say, as I've often said here on the show, failing to plan is planning to fail. And so guessing our way through retirement is not a good strategy. Unfortunately, that's exactly what most people are doing. It's a hope-so plan. They feel like perhaps their investments and other income sources will make it. Well, I tell you, it's so much better to go through a process we call at Lord & Richards a financial independence review. And in that process, we'll actually test to see how well prepared you are from a market risk perspective to a healthcare perspective, and on and on it goes. This is a critical complimentary review that we do for every person that we meet. And it allows you then to make great decisions about when you should retire. It allows you to simulate a plan where maybe you retire earlier than you thought, just to see would that work out. And so I'd really encourage you to pick up the phone and talk to us. My team of advisors is working with people just like you every single day to restore a sense of financial security, a sense of peace, the ability to sleep well at night, knowing that your plan is working for you and with you to help you achieve financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord & Richards. And in this episode, we're really continuing the idea that we talked about in our previous episode, what if I have to retire early? What if things happen that don't allow me to follow my plan as to when to retire and I retire earlier? Will I be economically ready? And as I talked about in that segment, what is really needed at the core is a plan. And that's what we're doing every single day for people like you. This is our specialty to help you retire and to be able to plan and look in advance at what could possibly go wrong. How do you protect yourself from the impact of retiring earlier than planned? I believe that a comprehensive plan should really, in addition to looking at your goals and your dreams and your values and objectives, which are critical, which are foundational to the plan, I believe it also should take into account worst-case scenarios. And one of the things that we do in our plan is using sophisticated software. We look backwards in time to see what markets have done in the past to help you determine how much risk are you really carrying in your portfolio? And if the markets do again what they've done before, could you continue on your plan without worry? One of the big things that, of course, we're concerned about is what if you get laid off from your job? What if the nature of your job is dependent on somebody else, an employer? or a government entity, and they choose to downsize, or they choose to shuffle the deck, or, heaven forbid, simply because you're older, they discriminate against you. Those can be tremendously challenging, discouraging times, and I've really seen people deflated because they felt like, man, my back is up against the wall financially because I'm just not sure I'm ready 
to live off my assets and stop getting a paycheck. It means you no longer contribute to Social Security. It means you no longer contribute to your 401k. And it means you actually have to start drawing on assets potentially years before you planned. A comprehensive plan, we call it a financial independence review, will address this and allow you to simulate what it would look like if some of these negative things happen. One of the things that I quoted in that earlier episode from um, the Employment Benefit Research Institute study is that oftentimes the death or sickness of a spouse could create problems. Consider if you lose a spouse that is part of the earning of income in your household. Now, perhaps there will be some expenses that go down, you know, your food budget, some other things. Maybe you choose to relocate and reduce the cost of living. But often when people lose a spouse, they're not looking to uproot. They're looking to dig in and really get family around them. And we've walked so many of our clients through this, both men and women. The death of the spouse is its own negative event. We don't want your financial circumstances to be ruined by that death. We want you to be able to get through that financially so you can focus on the people that you love and really digging in on those relationships. Another side of that is sickness. Sickness a lot of times is worse than death because of the high cost. Today, running over $9,000 a month easily here in the Denver area and increasing at an exorbitant rate year by year, somewhere between 35 and 4.5% increases in the cost of chronic illness care. That just means that you have to hire somebody in to help with tasks. It may mean that you have to go into a medical facility called a skilled nursing facility. All of these costs mount up. One of the things that we do as part of our financial independence review process at Lord & Richards is we simulate what it would be like for you or your spouse to literally go through that financially. And most of the time, the people we're talking to don't have expensive long-term care insurance for just that reason. It's just too expensive. But what we can do is simulate, can you bear that cost out of your own pocket? Will you be okay? Because our government program called Medicaid does not step in until your assets are drained. And most of the people I'm working with don't want to see all of their assets drained and not available for the well spouse when and if the ill spouse passes away. And typically what happens is when one spouse gets sick, both are out of the workforce because one spouse becomes that caregiver. And then finally, badly timed bear markets, right? The worst thing that can happen to you is right when you plan to retire, the market tanks like it is today. And, you know, one of the worst things that you can do is panic during a bear market. They're a natural part of the cycle. It's really hard for us to believe sometimes that the value of assets and the favor of assets go both up and down. And it really takes mature investors to understand that. But beyond that, we need a plan so that the uh, exposure we have to the downside is within our comfort level. It reflects how we feel about risk. Because most people I know aren't comfortable with what happened in 2008 when we saw uh, all stock portfolios like the S&P 500 drop more than half of the value. That's just too much. So we've got to mitigate that risk. And we use institutional risk management to combine other assets and unique strategies used by not only individuals, but some of the largest wealth pools on earth through institutional risk management. Through using tips and techniques and tools that foundations and endowments have learned. An economist once said, when the facts change, I change my mind. How about you? 
the old rules and the old strategies a lot of times aren't protecting us in the way that we want. Many people are naked in the market. I see accounts all the time that are 70-80% in stocks. It's okay to own stocks, but we need to find out how much risk you're really comfortable taking and make sure your portfolio reflects that. Did you know it's possible to insert into your portfolio principal-protected strategies that allow you to take your principal and keep it out of the market, but still have access to solid growth potential? Those and other strategies are available to you and have been for decades, but the truth of the matter is not every advisor is utilizing them. This is what sets us apart at Lord & Richards. I would be delighted to talk to you more about how we can open up that world to you where you're not positioned exclusively so that you get all the downside, but where you get a reduced downside risk, a cushion, a floor under your feet, and then strategies that can allow you to profit even when the market is down. Now, that's possible. What I tell you is not impo- not possible is to continue doing the same thing and expecting different results. I get that sometimes, and it's hard to make a change. But it might be time to get a second opinion. It might be time to sit down and have a conversation about your goals and values and maybe developing a plan, a comprehensive plan, so that you can retire without worry, whether markets are flying or diving, whether you experience a chronic illness event, a premature death, getting laid off. It's possible to plan in advance for these. And it really just starts with a wonderful conversation with one of our fantastic advisors. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.